Hello and welcome to the latest NAM Talks. Now, before we go any further, please be aware that if you have any questions, you can always contact us via our corporate email, which is nordiafunds at nordia.com. Right, today's topic is entitled Inflation Busting Returns. And actually, we phrased it as a question because some investments that could look attractive at first glance may actually guarantee an erosion in purchasing power. What do I mean by that? Well, in the wake of interest rate hikes and against a backdrop of equity market uncertainty, many investors are buying government bonds for their portfolios that typically yield around 4%. Now, unfortunately, inflation in Europe is sitting stubbornly above this level, meaning, at least for the time being, a guaranteed real net loss for those investors. And that's why today we will be taking a look at our stable return strategy, which we think could be in a sweet spot between bonds and equities. And as such, has the potential to outperform inflation and therefore protect wealth. And for that, I'm joined by our head of advisory, Carlo Fazzanotti. Good morning, Carlo. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, Carlo, I'd like to open the discussion by asking you about cash plus type solutions, because rising interest rates mean that cash plus today is not the same as cash plus was a few years ago, if you get my drift. So could you just explain to us, you know, what's changed? Yes, things have certainly evolved in the past 18 months, because as you rightly mentioned in your introduction, after almost a decade, fixed income assets are finally once again a viable option for investors. And that's because they are now uh, uh, generating a positive nominal return. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that as a result, retail investors are moving assets into government bonds en masse. The important thing here is that at the same time, we've been seeing a huge shift in the cash plus multi-asset class category. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you could just explain how interest rates have driven this massive shift that we've seen. Absolutely. So we all know for years we've had zero or negative interest rates. That means a successful cash plus four type strategy would typically be returning three to four percent in real returns. Now, the point is that interest rates now, and I'm talking about the Eurobor one month, have jumped to over three percent. And that in turn means the exact same strategy will have an expected gross return of 7% or more per annum over the business cycle. Now, this is essential to understand because it means that these type of solutions, and I would include our stable return strategy in that category, have the potential to achieve much better nominal returns than they've done for many years because the interest rates hikes have the potential to lift returns in the multi-asset portfolios too. Yeah, spot on. And, and this is the point, isn't it? investors shouldn't lose sight of real returns. In other words, what's the impact of inflation? So inflation today is around six and a half percent. So what impact does that have on, your, on the real returns of your portfolio? So if you're committing to a government bond that will generate a coupon of three or four percent in the next 12 months, that implies the real return on your portfolio will be between minus three and minus four. So that's once we've adjusted for inflation. So maybe you could just expand on that a little bit for us. You're absolutely right, Paul. 
Anyone investing in government bonds today is guaranteeing a loss in their wealth or purchasing power, at least in the short term until inflation is under control. So fixed income looks to be a very attractive value proposition for defensive clients in nominal terms. However, it's important to see the pictures in real terms. So Carla, you've just mentioned short term. What about in the longer term? Okay, now let's look ahead and extend the investment horizon out a decade, which is obviously when today's 10-year government bonds will reach maturity. Now, if we look at that picture, fixed income assets are actually likely to be generating positive real returns in contrast to right now. So, so why is that? Well, it's because we estimate the return on cash in the next decade will be around 1.5%, which is less than half of what it is today. Just to reiterate, when we talk about cash returns, we're referring to the Eurobor one-month rate. Okay, so we all believe that almost all these assets that you see on the screen are going to be generating a return above cash of between 1% and 2.5%. So that means nominal returns of between 2.5% and 4%. That's actually quite attractive because inflation for the next de decade is expected to, be, to average around 2.4%. That's clearly well below where we are today. Now, putting all of this together would imply a positive real return of these fixed income assets after inflation. And then of course, it does start to make a little more sense to have a 10-year government bond in your portfolio. On the other hand, other investment solutions such as the multi-asset portfolios in, uh, the, in case of the stable return also benefit from higher returns in fixed income and variable income. Now, earlier, we were talking about having an objective of cash plus 4% per annum over a business cycle. However, we currently believe that the stable return has the potential to generate not only cash plus 4, but cash plus 5 in the coming years based on our own expectation. How comes? Well, this is because assets are especially attractive in terms of the valuation right now. So cash plus five on a forward-looking basis implies a 6.5 annual nominal return for the next 10 years gross of fees. If we're right, then that suggests a real return of around 4% above inflation, which represents a clear gain in purchasing power and wealth, Paul. Right. So in essence, what we're saying is that rising interest rates result in the bar being moved higher for multi-asset solutions that offer these cash plus type returns without the managers changing anything in terms of their process or their philosophy. I guess you could look at it that way, Paul. Of course, the portfolio will get adjusted over time to account for the risk premium opportunities we see in the market. So that would be across all the various asset classes the portfolio managers employ. They'll also dynamically allocate to ensure that we have risk balancing across the entire strategy at all times. Those of our viewers who are familiar with Nordea and this particular solution will know that these are really the cornerstones of the approach. Now, what hasn't changed is the whole infrastructure behind the solution. It's the same team who have been at the helm since launch way back in 2005. They're applying exactly the same principles that they have all along the way. It's just that the market dynamics have moved and so expectations around nominal returns will move with it. Plus, of course, you mustn't forget that the valuation premium we see presented to investors right now in the equity markets remains very attractive. To bring it all together, looking at inflation expectations, both short and longer term, and you know you can see why we think this solution might be a sweet spot between bonds and equity. 
yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, last month we had Christian Lair on the webcast and he touched um, on the risk side of fixed income because volatility still plays a role in bonds, even if they mature at par. And that's something that, you know, Silicon Valley Bank found out to their detriment. So could you just put this into context for us when it comes to the stable return strategy? Sure, Paul. It's true that if you invest in a 10-year bond, you'll experience fluctuations in the value of that bond over the holding period. Investors need to have the stomach to support that path. In the case of the Spanish bond, the Italian bond, or indeed any of the bonds that we see here on the screen, it's not completely flat. We have volatility of three, four, five, six, or even 7% in these assets. If we then look at the volatility of our stable return strategy over that last decade, by that measure, it is in fact safer than Spanish, Italian, or French government bonds. As you can see, it's actually about the same volatility as a 10-year German bond. Right, but of course, volatility is not the only way to measure risk, is it? Uh, absolutely not, Paul. We could also analyze these instruments by looking at the maximum drawdown. In other words, how much they reacted in the worst possible scenario. So how much have these assets suffered? Well, a German bond, which is supposed to be the safest assets dominated in euros, saw its largest drawdown hit almost minus 24% over the last 10 years. In fact, most of that drop was in the past year. In other words, you have to have the stomach to withstand these falls and volatility that these assets have, even if they're universally considered as being very defensive. In contrast, over that same period, the stable return strategy had a maximum drop of just minus 11.1%. That's quite a difference, Paul. The point I'm trying to make is that with this solution, we have a really nice upside potential, as we discussed before, and at the same time, have been able to offer investors peace of mind, which is really compelling in my opinion, Paul. Let me just get this right. The maximum drawdown in the stable return over the last 10 years has been less than half that of the German Bund, and also much less than Italian and Spanish government bonds let alone like investment grade or even mortgage bonds. Yeah, it's like I just said, the evidence supports the idea that the stable return has the potential to generate not only a real return that is much higher than fixed income today, but it can also do so with the same or lower volatility with a downside risk that historically has been much lower than these alternatives that I've mentioned previously. Wow, okay. Uh, well, perhaps on that note, it would be a good time to take a look at the key takeaways from today's conversation. And then I'll ask you if you've got anything to add at the end, Carlo, if that's okay. Yep, that sounds good to me. Great. So the main takeaways today then. Number one, in the past, cash plus 4% meant targeting nominal returns of 3 to 4% per annum. Today, cash plus 4% means targeted nominal returns of more than 7% per annum. Number two, the Nordea stable return strategy has the potential not only to outperform European government bonds, but also, more importantly, inflation. And number three, at the same time, this solution has shown to have attractive defense characteristics, both in terms of volatility and drawdowns versus European government bonds. Right, did you have anything to add to that, Carlo? Well, maybe just to say that the stable return is all about putting risk first. In order to preserve investors' capital and then allocating to different asset classes within a predefined risk budget. 
That means prioritizing sound strategic allocation over short-term market bets. Now, all of this is with the goal of delivering peace of mind and low volatility returns to our clients. When you apply all of that to today's uncertain environment, and again, in the context that we've been discussing this morning, we feel the stable return strategy makes an attractive option for investors who are aiming to beat inflation without going too far out on the risk spectrum. Based on what you've told us this morning, I'd have to agree. Excellent. Well, thanks again for joining us, and uh, I look forward to having you back again before the end of the year. My pleasure, Paul, and thanks again for having me. Now, before we sign off, we will be taking a break over the summer, so I hope to see you again in September. In the meantime, if you're looking for more information on our views and investment solutions, please do go and visit nordeaassetmanagement.com. Bye-bye. Thank you.